Hi, thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. Since my plan is to publish on the first, second, and fourth Monday of the month, there will probably be no installment released on May 17th. I say probably because I've actually enjoyed doing this and could see myself just plowing on through. Nevertheless, you can for sure expect to hear from me again on the 24th of May. In this post, I'd like to consider how people look at us as pastors compared with how Scripture speaks of us. It's Scripture, of course, that should shape our self-assessment, so pull up a chair and we will consider what I call the nobility of office. Mark was a friend who pastored a larger church in a different denomination. He and I would occasionally meet for conversation and an early cup of coffee, and one day we began to talk about a man who had for a while attended my church, but who was then, as happens in the church, attending his. Mark had finished preaching the previous Sunday when this man greeted him at the back door of the church, handed him a book, and told him to read it as soon as he had a chance. The book was one on how to preach. Such is the respect that pastors sometimes get. There was another occasion when a member of my church wanted to compliment me on something I'd said in a sermon. She said, you did a lot better at that than you normally do. Luckily, none of the comebacks that have come to mind since occurred to me then. I thanked her hastily and left. Such is the respect that pastors sometimes get. We pretend our pastoral skin is thick, but it's really not. And even back when the local pastor might have been one of the best educated and wisest persons in town, that did not guarantee respect. Jonathan Edwards was a brilliant theologian and an effective preacher, and yet when he became a pastor in the hands of an angry church, he lost his job. Such is the respect that pastors get. We sometimes, therefore, prefer to engage with people without letting them know what we do. The other night I was chatting with one of the servers at our local BurgerFi. Noticing the Michigan State t-shirt I was wearing, she asked what had brought me to Florida. Now, the simple answer to that question is that I came to Florida to be a pastor, but what does she think of pastors? Would our conversation die if I revealed that? Since most people's perceptions of pastor are not positive, I thought simply of saying, my job. But I told her the truth, and she dropped the conversation. Sadly, most people don't trust pastors to be honest and ethical. In surveys of this criteria, pastors find themselves swimming among the lawyers and used car salesmen at the middle and bottom of the list, with doctors, nurses, and grade school teachers sitting comfortably at the top. Given the behavior of some pastors, I understand this, but it reflects badly on the lot of us. It's therefore important for us to see the different stories Scripture tells. Paul, in his letter to the young pastor Timothy, reminds us all, if anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he says, he desires a noble task. A noble task. That's what we're about. Our work is noble. 
That is, it's honorable, good, worthy, and important. Scripture, at least, sees our calling as noble, as something worthy of honor. As do, I should add, those who sit faithfully in the seats before us Sunday after Sunday and who invite us into their lives. But it has a profound impact on my heart when I can replace the voices of the critics, of whom I am often the most severe, with the voice of God telling me that my work is honorable. I'm reminded of the scene in the movie Shrek where Princess Fiona refers to the oft-neglected and disrespected donkey as a noble steed. Donkey perks up at this. His confidence is boosted by the assessment. He's not used to hearing such positive words spoken about him. He says to Shrek, I hope you heard that. She called me a noble steed. I hope we can hear it too. Someone is calling us noble. Ours is a noble task. Of course, knowing this challenges us to live up to the calling's nobility. The office itself has a dignity. We ought not to cheapen that by our careless behavior and cavalier speech. Knowing that we are a noble steed may be the encouragement we need to take care not to act like an ass. Your work is noble. It's an honorable thing. Of course, the noble will still make errors of judgment. Things that need doing will still get overlooked. People will disappoint us and sometimes frustrate us. And our placement in the surveys may not change. But Jesus says that what you do is noble, and that should matter. Now, maybe my friend Mark needed to read that book on preaching, and maybe I need the grace to accept even clumsy compliments. But there is no maybe in this. The calling of pastor is a noble one. And hearing that, the less like an ass and the more like a noble steed, I feel. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. I hope you will email me with comments and questions so that I can better know you, and I hope you'll subscribe and encourage others to do so. Thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left in loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness called home.